Hey, you're listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. My name is Keila Craft Ambrose. This is a place to grow, be inspired, and to go deeper in the things of God. I hope you enjoy this episode. I've been having a lot of thoughts about how like we all go through things. We all like will experience pain in our life at some point. And you know, the truth is something that I've always been taught is you can't control what happens to you, but you can control what happens inside of you. And so I feel like for a lot of us, even in the season that we're in collectively as the world in, in America, there's a lot of things that are out of our control and there's a lot of things that are frustrating in this season because we can't really do anything about what's happening in the world. But I think one of like the biggest encouragements for me is that I can control what happens inside of me. I can control how I process, how I respond to things. And so sometimes in my natural personality, and maybe you're the same way, I try to control things around me. I don't know why, but I try to control things around me or the things that happen in my life. And it usually like gets me nowhere. It, it doesn't really help me make progress. It just really brings about more frustration. And maybe you have found yourself there before, but for me, I've just found that when there's things happening in my life, I want to know why. I want to know how to fix it. I want to shift it. I want to change it. <laughs> and the truth is there are some things in life that you can't necessarily fix right now or change right now. But the one similarity that we all have is we're all going to go through stuff. And I was reading in Proverbs 3, 5, it says, and you might know this verse, but it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. I think too often I try to do things according to my own understanding. So like I'll look at a situation, I'll look at how I feel about something, and I'll try to fix it or I'll try to change it or I'll try to reason it based on my own understanding. And I think I process and then I perceive and I respond to life based on what I see and understand. And it never really ends up that great because I'm limited by my own viewpoint. And you're limited by your own viewpoint at times because what looks true or what looks right or what we see in the moment isn't always how it actually is. And so the whole point of this verse is that God sees what we cannot see. God knows what we do not know and God can do what we cannot do. So trusting in God, like this verse references, trusting in God doesn't look like having all the answers or even like giving up. Trusting God doesn't mean not caring about the situation or the person or the issue, but trusting God actually means that you're just giving God the control. And this is something that I can find really hard to do at times because I like control. I like to, like I told you earlier, I like to figure things out. I like to keep it in my hands and I like to kind of like guide where it's going to go. But it's so easy to try and hold on to control it's not very easy to let go of control because I think it's natural human nature to try to control things, right? It's not natural human nature to trust God. And in this verse, I, I believe that's why the verse specifically says, trust in the Lord with all your heart because we hold back parts of our heart, parts of ourself, parts of our relationships, parts of our situations, and we only really give God what we're comfortable with. Let me let you think about that for a second. Like, think about it in your own life. It's very easy to give God what you're comfortable with, what's not that important to you. But if something's important to you or if something's hurting you, if it's a pain point or if it's something that you're really invested in, like a relationship or a job, it's hard to just, like, let go and trust God with that. But 
that's not trusting God. If you're holding on to something, you're not trusting God fully. So that's why this verse says, trust God with all your heart. That's not like an emotion. That's like with what is inside of you, with what you're given. And so trusting God happens when you do it all the way. You cannot have control and trust God at the same time. It's impossible. And so there's a story that I wanted to share with you, and it, it leads back to what my title is, um, which is Push It Over. And, and one, this story was something that my sister recently told to someone where she was having a conversation with my dad, and she was saying, I'm having a hard time letting go of this. I'm having a hard time moving on. And my dad gave her this picture of sitting at a table like I'm sitting at right now. And he said, you know, you have this thing in your life. You have this thing you've been given. You have this life you've been given. You have this problem that you have to deal with. You have this diagnosis. You have this crazy thing happening in the world. And you can't really control it. But the one thing you can do is you can push it over to God. You can push it across the table to God. And that was such a cool visual for me because I think so many times we hear, trust God, give it to God. But it's a lot easier said than done. But the visual of sitting there going, okay, I'm having a relationship with God. I'm talking to God. I'm taking the time to sit here. And even like what a table represents of of relationship and having connection. You're sitting there with God and you're saying, I have this thing in front of me, but God, I'm going to give you the control. I'm going to push it over. And I think this is a unique and visual way for us to understand what trusting God looks like. But I think one of the things that has helped me be able to push things over to God at times is because I know that my understanding and my view of life on a situation is usually wrong because it's limited. So we're all gonna come from a point of bias. We're all gonna come from a point of what we know in our background or how we grew up or how we feel about something or what our political views are or where we're at financially or where we're at with this. And we have different pain points in our life. But the truth is, is that no matter where you're at, you're going to have a limited view at some point. You're not gonna be able to see things the way God sees them. He sees things like we don't see. And you may not think that this is true about yourself, that you have a limited view, but it just is because we're human and we're fallible and you can't have all the answers at every moment, even if it sounds like a really good answer. In Isaiah 26, three, it says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Some of us are filled with anxiety and we're dealing with depression and we feel so out of control at times that it can drive us crazy. But I love this scripture because it shows us the path to having peace. You know, I think it can be very difficult to trust God with all of our heart because we feel like if we give him everything, we're not going to have any peace. We're not going to have any stability because if we have pain, if we at least hold on to this part of control, at least we know what's going on. At least, you know, if I'm, if I'm hurt and I'm mad at this person, I at least know where I stand with that. If I give it to God, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, does that mean that that person, it's okay what they did to me? Does it mean that that what happened in that situation is okay with me if I just let it go to God? And the truth is, is that peace is a gift that God gives us. But we have to choose to receive this gift. So how does this perfect peace work? The verse tells us that perfect peace happens when our mind is focused on God. Not our problem, not the magnitude of our issue, but instead you have to trust God in the middle of your stuff. So you can't look at your situation as the biggest thing. You can't look at your problem as the largest thing. You can't look at your diagnosis or what the world's saying or what the news is saying as the biggest thing because the truth is God's power 
is bigger than our problem. And God's power and authority is stronger than even how it looks or feels right now in this moment. And it's so easy to focus on what we see. It's so easy to focus on what we feel and not who God is in the middle of our situation. You know, it reminds me of the disciples when they're in the boat and, and they're sitting there and all of a sudden the storm happens and Jesus is in their boat, but he's asleep. I don't know who sleeps on boats during a storm, but Jesus was. And it's not like it was a yacht, so they, they could feel that the boat was moving to the point that the disciples were freaking out. And I think it's so interesting because the disciples freaked out so much that they woke up Jesus and he was frustrated when they woke him up. But they're like, Jesus, there's a storm. We need you to do something about it, which I'm paraphrasing the scripture. But basically what happens is Jesus wakes up and he's like, do you not know like who you're with? Do you not know who's in your boat? And all he does, is he says, peace, be still. And I think about that, and I think about, like, if you believe in God, if you've accepted Jesus in your heart, no matter what you go through, if it's a health issue, relational issue, financial issue, economic issue, pandemic issue, no matter what the issue is, God's with you. So you could be freaking out because of what you see, but God is sitting there going, I know what I'm doing in the midst of what you see. So imagine if they made Jesus' presence with them more important than what the storm was making them feel. I think a lot of times we don't make who God is in our life and the truth of who he is and what his word says and what he does, that he's faithful, bigger than what our problem looks like or what it feels like. And in 2 Corinthians 4.18, it says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. When we focus on what we see and feel, Remember, that is temporary. What you see and you feel is temporary. It can change. Like whatever you're in right now, it can change so fast. It's temporary. But God's trying to get us to focus on the unseen because that's what lasts forever. And so the unseen, <laughs> it sounds like very unknown, like to say like focus on the unseen. How do you focus on the unseen? But while the unseen seems really unknown, it's actually the safest place we could be in. It's easy to simply look, see, feel, respond to what's right in front of us. But who or what are you going to trust in? What you feel and see? Are you going to trust in what you feel and what you see in a moment? Or the one? are you going to trust in the one who created you? The one who gives you breath? the one who resides in the unseen, and yet he is a very real miracle-working God. It's a choice to push it across the table. It's a choice to go, God, I give you control. It's a choice to trust God and to follow him into what feels like the unknown. But this is the only way to operate with an eternal perspective. Because what God's doing in you, what God's doing in us is beyond what we can see right now. It's beyond what we can feel. It's beyond what we know. And at any time that we're limiting what's happening to what we know in our own thought process, you're limiting what God's able to do in that moment because you're choosing your truth over his truth. His truth is in a place where we can't even see it a lot of times working, but it's only looking back that you're able to go, wow, look at all that God did, but you're following him that time into your victory in the unseen. You can't always see what God's doing right now, but he's doing something unique and specific in your life. I know there's been so many people that have even said to me like, 
the world's never going to be the same. Like, this whole situation is going to change everything. It's never going to be the same. And they're saying that in, a, like, a negative way. But what I would like to say is I hope for us that whatever, however we process things in life that are out of our control, that this kind of season that we're even in all together right now, that we would go, you know what, God, no matter what the government says, no matter what our state authority says, no matter what the doctors are saying, no matter what's being reported, God, you're in control. And having that revelation in our life that then will never be the same because no matter what happens in our life, we can look back at the season and go, you know what, God was working this whole time. And there's going to be so many stories. There's going to be so many miracles that come out of this season. That's what I believe. That we're going to be able to look back and have so much confidence in God because we were able to intentionally practice trusting in God with all of our heart and not focusing on the scene because the scene will only set you back. But focusing on God and who he is and his character and where he's trying to take you and the fact that he's more powerful than any pandemic, he's more powerful than any situation that we may face, and following his truth over what we feel and see, we're going to be able to go, yeah, it's never going to be the same because I'm never going to be the same. And you know, like the thing that I want to tell you today is you can trust God. You can trust him. He never will let you down. Now, he won't do things in the way that you think or in the timing that you think, and his plans most likely won't happen how or when we think that they should, but God always has a plan for us, and it's always actually better than we think, and it's a plan for us to win. The winning may not come how we think it should or when it should, but Psalms 37.5 tells us, commit your ways to the Lord, trust him, and he will act. So when we take what we need, what we see, what we are, what we're going through right now, and what we're holding on to, and we push it across to God, when we give it to God, it says he will act. When you commit your ways to the Lord, give it over to him, he will act. But it's our job to give it to God, whatever it is. You have something today that you need to give to God. I have something today that I need to give to God, and sometimes it's a process. It doesn't, sometimes it happens like that, but sometimes it's a process. Like, it's not just as simple as sometimes going, here, God, let me push it across the table to you, but it's the intention of going, okay, I gave this to you yesterday. I'm going to give it to you again today, and when it tries to come back up, I'm going to remind myself that I trust you with all my heart, not the parts that are convenient, not the parts that I'm just okay with or comfortable with, but God, I trust you with everything because you're a good God and you're faithful. And you know, I love the etymology of words, so I, I looked back on what it means to commit because it says commit your ways to the Lord. What does that mean? Commit actually means to entrust, to give charge, to release, to let go. So you're not like signing up for the army or some, like something like that, like commit to God, you're gonna be perfect. No, you're releasing whatever you have in your hands, in your life, and you're letting go of that, you're giving God charge of that. You're not gonna to try to control that anymore. So to commit your ways to God means that you do not have to have the control. You don't have to get your way all the time. And at this point, you choose to trust God with what you have right now. And this enables him to actually take action on it. I think a lot of times we're frustrated because God doesn't seem to be moving in our life. He doesn't seem to be working in our life. However, if you think about it, you have to ask yourself, have I given God something to take action on? Because a lot of times we've given God nothing to take action on and it, we're frustrated because we're like, God, why aren't you doing something? And he's like, give it to me so I can. 
What are you doing right now to give God what you have so he can work with it right now? If you only give him a part of your heart, a part of your relationships, a part of your finances, a part of your life, that's what he has to work with. That's what he has to multiply. That's what he has to do a miracle with. And you know what? A lot of us aren't satisfied with what God's doing in our life right now. And God's always going to be doing something in our life. He doesn't like not do things with our life, but a lot of times he doesn't have much to work with because we haven't released the control. So today, I want to encourage you, Take inventory of your life and where you are right now and how is it working for you? You know, I think one of the things we can do with ourselves is we're like, well, I'm doing fine. Like, I love God. I'm trying my best. Like, I'm doing everything I know to do. But like, I think when we get to these seasons like this, like there's nothing that <laughs> is there but boiling down the truth. And we have to really look at ourselves if something isn't working, whether it's like I said, your job, your marriage, your relationship, your friendship, your finances, your health, whatever, whatever is happening right now that's a pain point for you or that isn't working, you have to look at yourself and you have to go, how is that working out for me? What's probably the common denominator in all of our lives when something's not working and we can't figure out why and we keep going around in circles? Usually it's because we haven't released that part of ourselves to God. Usually we haven't taken the step to actually look inside of ourselves and go, okay, I'm struggling with this, but have I actually pushed that struggle into God's hands? Have I asked him for help? Have I, have I sat there and I, I said, God, I want what you want. I commit my ways to you. Have, have you said like, God, keep me in perfect peace because I trust you. God wants us to be in peace. He wants us to have that experience, but a lot of times we're not able to experience that perfect peace and we live in stress and we live in strife and we're living in this place where we're fighting depression and we're fighting panic because the truth is we haven't placed our trust in the right thing. We're placing our trust in what the economy is. We're placing our trust in our job security. We're placing our trust in how this is working, how that, how that relationship's working, and we're not putting our trust in the right thing. So you have this up and down roller coaster in your life but God wants you to have perfect peace. It's a gift from him that he wants to give you today. So trusting in God means that you step outside of your agenda, your desires and your feelings and you release it to God. So today I'm, I'm challenging even myself to do this on another level. I'm gonna take my desires, my feelings, um, what I want right now and, and what I'm dealing with and I'm gonna go, you know what God, if, if in your word it tells me that I can trust you with my whole heart, that I can commit to you my ways and you will take action, then I can know that actually stepping into a place that looks scary like the unseen, that's where my future is. That's where the miracles are. That's where you're working. And so I'm not gonna hold back. I'm not gonna keep control for myself. I'm gonna imagine you sitting right across from me and I'm gonna go, God, you know what? I've been holding on to this. I've been struggling with this and, and it's not working out well for me. So today I'm gonna go, God, you know what? You take it. And as many times as you have to do that, there's been so many things in my life that I've had to do that so many times, like in a day, like I'm having an attitude one day and it's like, I don't wanna have an attitude. That's not good. I don't have an attitude. I'm like, God, I give you how I feel about this. God, help me with this. It's just constantly, you shove the control over to God and you say, help me where I'm weak. Help me where I can't do it on my own. Because the truth is, like that scripture says, if we rely on our own understanding, you're not gonna be able to trust God with everything. You're gonna try to control things, reason things, and you're not gonna like the outcome. 
You're not, you're gonna, and it's easy to sit there and blame God for the outcomes and go, God, why aren't you working? And he's like, just give me something to work with. Give me something to multiply. Give me something to work within. And so today, I wanna encourage you to invite him in wherever your situation is. Like maybe you've never invited him into your heart. Maybe you've never committed your life to him. Or maybe it has to do with a dating relationship or a marriage or a job or your health. Wherever you're struggling today, whether it's, you know, you're dealing with anxiety or depression because of the season or you feel isolated or you feel scared and fearful. You know, the Bible tells us that where there's love, it casts out all fear. So we need to accept more of the love of God and get in his presence and and even maybe start watching Elevate Life Church online. Maybe get some worship going in your life. Don't just watch Netflix. Don't just watch Hulu. Don't just inundate yourself with the feel-good things that are in the moment that make us seem like we're okay, but feed your spirit in this season. Get closer to God. So today I want to pray for you. You know, if you're if you're a person, you want to receive Jesus for the first time, we're going to pray together. But if you're a person and you just need more of God and you want to push it, you want to push whatever you have and you want to give it over to God, you don't want control anymore. You're tired of having control. You're trying to. You're tired of reasoning in it. You're trying to. You're tired of trying to figure it out. If that's you today, I just want to pray for you. So, let's pray today. And I'm believing that even right now in this moment, that across Instagram, across whatever platform you're watching this on, God's going to come and meet you personally. So, if you're a person today and you want to accept Jesus in your heart, I just want you to repeat this after me, just really simply out loud. Say this. Say, God, I want more of you. Forgive me for any mistakes I've made. Come into my heart. Make me new. I want more of you today. In Jesus' name, amen. And it's, it's as simple as that. You just gave him control. And now everybody else that we've just talked to and talked about, and maybe this is you again that needs another prayer, <laughs> but this is for me today too. I just want you to, I know it's strange, but I just want you to sit there and just even like while you're watching on your phone or your computer, just put your hands like this because a lot of times we have control, right? So we're going to do this as an act, an activity. So I want you to put your hands like this and I just want you to visualize whatever you have in your life, whatever you're dealing with in your life. And I want you to go, God, I give it to you. And it's as simple as that. God, I give it to you. Maybe you have to say it 10 times, 100 times a day, every day for 100 days. I don't know, but just let's do this together. God, I give it to you. So God, we thank you that we give you control. We commit our ways to you. We trust you with all of our heart. God, we thank you for the peace that you're giving us. We thank you that you're moving in our life. We thank you that you know what we need before we even ask. And God, today we thank you that you're moving on our behalf and unseen. Help us to see more of what you see. Help us to understand more of what you understand. And God, help us to relinquish the control, the fear in our life that would keep us holding on. Because God, the truth is, you're an amazing God. You're a God who always leads us to victory. So we trust you today like never before. We thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. I would love for you to subscribe to personally receive weekly encouragement. Also, check out my blog at keelacraftambrose.com for monthly content. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Keela Craft Ambrose.